Broadcasting live worldwide. Northern Nick Sports Talk Live, baby. Hot Mix VA. Get your popcorn ready. You're listening to Northern Neck Sports Talk Live with Will Lewis and Coach Thomas Roan on Hot Mix VA. A Northern Neck team already in the state championship. A wild weekend in the quarterfinal football last week. State semifinals this week. What do we expect? Will Lewis, along with Coach Thomas Roan, how was your day today? Man, it was busy on the Dango Road, man. I swear, driving a truck for a living, man, is a hard on job. I'm no sure day, it is. Dealing with 95 and that up north traffic, man. Had to do two loads out of Alexandria, bring it back to Richmond Day. Busy day, but we here for another week, man. How you been? I'm doing all right. Uh, busy weekend out uh, myself. Busy day. But hey, we are here. Get your popcorn ready. We have a lot to talk about. It's episode eight of Northern Next Sports Talk Live here on Hot Mix VA. We all know that time and weather will affect your exterior surfaces, especially from all the unpredictable weather we have here in the area. So you go online trying to find the best service possible, can't get nowhere. But how about checking out your hometown all-star MVP service? Yes, I'm talking about Drip and Shine Mobile Power Wash Services. And they have your dream team of services. It's a lineup. When it comes to power washing, I'm talking your starting lineup, baby. Your house, your deck, brick cleaning, roof, dump truck, tractor trailers, gutter, and even your driveway. Drip and Shine Mobile Power Wash Services. Check them out. 804-246-9026 or 804-238-1295. And by the way, they do give free estimates. your popcorn ready you're listening to northern neck sports talk live with will lewis and coach thomas Roan on hot mix va we welcome you back into northern neck sports talk live here on hot mix va Good evening, and thank you for joining us, whether you're watching on YouTube or on the Anchor or Spotify app listening in. Thanks so much for tuning in. Will Lewis along with Coach Thomas Roan. The quarterfinals, regional quarterfinals was last week, and we have a lot to get to, so hang on. And like we said, get your popcorn ready because you want to hear this. All right, so Coach, let's get into last week's scores Final Virginia High School League Class 1 Region 8 Football Quarterfinals. Final scores from last week. We're going to start with Essex and Colonial Beach. Essex still number one spot. Yes, sir. Over Colonial Beach, 56-6. They are still rolling. Man, from the jump, Essex jumped right on it. You know, and, you know, from the from the stats and everything like that, you would have thought Colonial Beach gave up a better, you know, a better play the way, you know, they, they led the time of possession with, 30, they had the ball for 30-some minutes to Essex 10 minutes or something. You know what I mean? They had more rushing yards than Essex with 85 yards to Essex 45, but you know, for those 10 minutes that Essex had the ball, man, it was it was nothing but a show. You know, Cameron Robinson, he came out again and did an excellent job on the offensive side of the ball and on the defensive side of the ball. And I mean, they, they just put on an all-out show, you know, from the defensive side, the, the front linemen. I think Essex ran like a 6-3-2 this week, six-down line mm. with three linebackers and two safeties over top, you know, just to control Colonia Beach's run game. You know, um, right off the break, you know, Essex scored four offensive touchdowns um, of 30 yards or more, you know, so big plays. Michael Brimmer, he went three for five on 102 yards with two touchdowns. Um, the young JV quarterback, Avontre Johnson, he came in with one or two passes, 
threw one touchdown to Makai Allen for 62 yards. Um, Receiving-wise, Cam Robinson came in with three catches with 103 yards with two touchdowns. Makai Allen had one touchdown, as I said earlier, for 62 yards. So it's a complete effort from the whole team, not just on the offensive side, but on the defensive side too. Like I said up front, Davion Garner-Richie leads the front, you know, with his defensive line play along with Quincy Canada. Um, and you had, who else on that defensive line? Um, Vini and uh, Devin Balderson. Oh. All of them, I mean, them up front is, is hard to contain them. If your offensive line isn't real good at keeping the man in front of them and keeping the pressure off the quarterback, it's going to be a long ride for, you, ride for whoever lines up in front of them. And Essex, by the way, is rolling since day one yeah. of this season. And some will say this is the year for Essex. I mean, it's, it's shaping up to look like that. But, you know, we Essex has been to this point numerous years. And mm-hmm. when it get to the big, big game, you know, we fall back, you know, and end up coming, coming down the road with a sad face, you know. So with the team that they have right now, you know, they, they cover all positions on a football team from the front line to the linebackers all the way to the safeties on the offensive side. Every position is, is locked up and has a player that can play that position to the tip tee. You know, then, like I said, with the two star players on the team, Dorian and um, Cam Robson, it, you can get a show out of them three to four touchdowns from each of them every game. You know, Cam, Dorian made us a spectacular interception that he ran back. Indeed. For like 60-something yards. And, you know, the um, running back, Avante Vini, I think his name is Avante. I can't, don't quote me to that, but Avante Vini, he <laughs> ran it in for a touchdown. Then you have um, JVR Rich, who also added some more, you know, ground yardage and some touchdowns on the ground. So, again, it's a complete package when you're dealing with Essex. And if you don't come to play there, they're going to roll you. You know, the coaches have them ready, um, ready, set, go each game. You know, Coach Mion, Coach Tion runs the defense. And, you know, with the veteran coach and Coach Jones, he just rounds up everything and has everything looking good. And at Essex and Westmoreland this coming week, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Yes, Let's get to King and Queen in Northampton. King and Queen over Northampton, 50-2. to two. Now, one fun fact about King and Queen, mm-hmm. four years ago, King and Queen ended a decade of frustration in which they won just eight games total. This year, they set a record for shutouts, six, and go for a third straight year with at least one playoff win. King and Queen went through um, a nice little stretch where they didn't have a program for a while up there, but mm. since... You know, Malik Holmes and, you know, Makai Dabney and a lot of those boys got to the high school level. You know, Makai, he used to play with Essex on the Youth Football League. And, and I know Malik from playing with Caroline Youth Football League and everything like that. So when they all got to high school and along with the other players like Taekwon, Skates, I mean, Spates, Cam, Burry, um, um, Jermaine, Jermaine Stanley, all of, those are big players, man. And they have really... Mm turned the program around up there, you know. Um, and it's really giving the alumni, the older players that used to play there, something to hope on for the future, you know. And um, they got a nice little group coming up behind these seniors that's about to leave out. But, you know, when you talk about King Queen and the Northampton game, King Queen looked like they ran that from the jump. You know, like I said, 50-2. to two, And Malik Holmes was a big part of all of that. You figure... You know, they scored, King Queen scored 21 points in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. You know, they scored on another 26 in the second. And it's like after the halftime, they, you know, they let their foot off the gas, but they was already winning. You know, Malik Holmes went um, 7 for 11, six touchdowns with 171 yards in the air. That's a big time player, you know what I'm saying? And um, Cam Burry, he added on another 154 yards total, you know, with 79 yards receiving. And um, 75 yards rushing, and he added on another touchdown. Um, Jermaine Stanley had three catches for 50, 52 yards with three touchdowns. Malik Holmes, he, he also produced on the defensive side with numerous tackles and an interception for a pick six. Um, you got Tyquan um, Spates, he had one catch 
and that that was for a touchdown. So mm-hmm. a complete effort on the defensive side and on the offensive side. You know, eleven has to the ball, and they took sent Northampton home and ended their season. And our next game, with which we we expected to be a little bit closer, Northumberland over Rappahannock, forty-eight to seven. That co- that is coaches Aaron Lewis Lewis's fortieth win for the season. But Rappahannock only gained seven points. Rappahannock just could not get nothing going on offense after that touchdown. So what happened with Rappahannock and Northumberland continuing to try and roll into the playoffs even deeper? Um, I think Northside just, you know, I think they they dominated, basically. They, they showed why they are who they are, you mm-hmm. know, and they didn't come in to play around with Rappahannock this this go around. You know, we was talking last week, we expected it to be a more closer game than what it really mm-hmm. was, and Northside just wasn't having that this week. You know, they shut the running back Baylor down over there. They shut, um, you know, J.K. Fauntleroy down over there, and I think they put their best cornerback in M.J. Laws on him, and I mean, he picked up another interception this week, which makes this makes his seventh interception for the season. And I think he's like four interceptions away from either catching Coach Ernst Lewis's interception record. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the longer they stay, he has a shot at breaking that record. You never know what may happen this week or later on down the road like that. But, I mean, he's a ball hawk. He's playing real good along with his teammates and everything over there. You figure the young freshman quarter, quarterback, Tyreek London, I've known him for a while. And he's always played at quarterback. The young man went five for five with 89 yards and one touchdown. You know, for a young man at that age, that's really good and that's really showing mm-hmm. for the next couple of years. You figure he's going to be there for the next three years. So he will be a real developed quarterback by the time he get to the 12th grade. Other other players that helped in the win, um, Markel Cock, where he had two catches for 32 yards. Caleb Williams, he had two catches for 45 yards and one touchdown. Um, Marcus Bromley had one catch for 12 yards. But a lot of the damage was done on the ground with the rushing mm-hmm. attack. Um, Cameron Seldon, Tennessee commit, he had six attempts on the ground for 122 yards with three touchdowns. Big players step up when it's big games in right. the playoff yeah. time. And we haven't really heard a lot from him this year, but – He's making his name heard in his playoffs, which is the best time for him to make his name known. Other players, Antoine Mills, another senior over there, nine attempts on the ground with another a buck twenty-five and a touchdown. That's big numbers with two players. Yes, you know? it is. Yeah. Um, Tyreek Lundy had four attempts on the ground with thirty-four yards and a touchdown. Uh, junior Markel Cockrell, two attempts for thirty-one yards, and again on the defensive side, eleven half to the ball. You know. Everybody was playing big man football, tackling, getting to the balls in the air, you know, and just doing what they're supposed to do and just shut Rappahannock out. You know, hopefully this week when they play King Queen, they can be able to redeem themselves from the first mm-hmm. game. But, you know, we'll see in the next couple, you know, in the next day what, what that might come to bring. That's right. And when we come back, we'll get to Westmoreland and West Point. Is Westmoreland who we thought they were? You're locked into No Next Sports Talk Live here on Hot Mix VA. We all know that time and weather will affect your exterior surfaces, especially from all the unpredictable weather we have here in the area. So you go online trying to find the best service possible, can't get nowhere, but... How about checking out your hometown all-star MVP service? Yes, I'm talking about Drip and Shine Mobile Power Wash Services. And they have your dream team of services. It's a lineup. When it comes to power washing, I'm talking your starting lineup, baby. Your house, your deck, brick cleaning, roof, dump truck, tractor trailers, gutter, and even your driveway. Drip and Shine Mobile Power Wash Services. Check them out. 804-246-9026 or 804-238-1295. And by the way, they do give free estimates.
Get your popcorn ready. You're listening to Northern Neck Sports Talk Live with Will Lewis and Coach Thomas Roan on Hot Mix VA. We welcome you back into Northern Neck Sports Talk Live here on Hot Mix VA. We are live here in Tappahannock, Virginia. Thank you so much for watching, listening, or whatever you may be listening or watching on us from. Hope we have you on, you have us on your big screen if you're watching us on YouTube. That is on Hot Mix VA Radio on the YouTube channel. All right, let's get to Westmoreland and West Point. Kind of an upset over this past weekend because West Point was a favorite and Westmoreland goes into West Point, gets to win 14 to 6. So is Westmoreland who we thought they were? I'm not sure if they who we thought they were, but that was a battle. That was a tough yes, game look like. I mean, you didn't know who was going to win until the very last seconds of, of the game. So I'm not really sure if they're who we thought thought they were because they are they are squeaking by these games that they are, that they are winning. You know, you figure first half was 0-0 the whole first half. Look, it was basically a defensive game, a lot, of, a lot of penalties on both sides of the ball, you know, and and seemed like each group just couldn't get it right. You know, like one of them was just, oh, man, you're going to take a game. We don't really want it. You know, <laughs> that's, that's, that's how it seemed to me. Right. You know what I mean? For a team, both teams did not score nothing in the first half, that ain't a good way to be going into the playoffs when you got three other big teams that's going to be coming your way. Every every, every game from here on out isn't an easy game. No, it won't and be I a cakewalk. You got you to gotta, you gotta really set your dom- dominance in this football game that's coming up now, you know, which is the playoffs. I mean, uh, passing-wise, you know, West, Westmoreland did a good job in the air, but they just wasn't able to produce a lot of po- points with it. Um, QB Matt Benson went 7 for 19 with one interception and one touchdown. 482 yards. West Point couldn't get nothing, nothing going in there. They, they didn't even have a catch. You know, as far as the receiving end of everything, Westmoreland's Jalen Burrell had six catches for 170 yards. Seemed like he was the only one catching for Westside. Um, Kevin Ellis had one catch for 12 yards. So those were the only two players that made catches. Like I said, again, on West Point side, no passing for them. So that's null and void. Um, Rushing-wise, for West Westmoreland, Jeremiah Redman had 21 attempts for 92 yards, no touchdowns. West Point, Daniel Duke had 24 attempts for 129 yards with one touchdown. Jack Lewis for West Point had 18 attempts for 69 yards. And Gage Davis, the QB, had six attempts for 16 yards. So, I mean, again, both teams did, you know, good on the ground for both teams, mm-hmm. but West Point put up more yards in the air and everything like that, but again, when you break down that game, it was a back and forth game. There was a lot of mistakes on both sides of the ball. You know, West Westmoreland ran 41 plays to West Point's 55 plays. Right. You know, um, West Westmoreland had 12 first down. West Point had 16. Um, West Point, Westmoreland had Seven penalties to West Point's five. Um, West Point, Westmoreland had 50 penalty yards, and West Point had four. The time, time of possession, West Point came away with that with 29 minutes and 23 seconds to Westmoreland's 18 minutes and 37 seconds. So looking at that, you would have thought West Point had the upper hand just, just off of the time of mm-hmm. possession to be able to wear the boys down and run the clock down and everything. But again, Westside was able to capture the game with one minute and 19 seconds left in the fourth quarter with a touchdown scored by Jalen Burrell. That's basically what sealed mm-hmm. the game and gave them the eight to six win. I mean, the 14 to six win over West Point, you know? So with Jalen Burrell's big catch for a touchdown is what really helped Westmoreland come away with the, with the win. So. At this point in time, Westmoreland's strength, is it in the air, or do you think it's more in the run game? Um, just by looking at the stats, it was more of a 
balanced offense mm -hmm. because they got 182 in the air and they was able to get 92 on the ground. But it's just the thing, you don't have enough production from different players. You only have mm -hmm. one or two players that's giving you the production. And, you know, on the football field, there's 11 players on the field at all times. You know, five linemen and the rest of them are skilled players. You know, from the wide receivers, the tight ends, the running backs, and the quarterbacks. So you need all of those other skilled players to be able to produce on the field too, not just one or two players. Mm -hmm. And then again on that, you still got, you know, even though you know you got a lot of players back that was was suspended, you still have a big player that's still out and still right. and he's still gonna miss this week's game. So, you know, it's it's they just need more production all around from everybody else that's on that field, not just from Jalen Burrell or from Matt Benson or Jeremiah Redmond. You need you need production from everybody mm -hmm. that's on that football field. The offensive line has to block for that quarterback. The defensive line has to get to the quarterback on the other end, on the other end, and not just that. The defense you got, you got to cut away the penalties too. The penalties right. I believe yeah. really really hurt them on this on this game too to really be able to run the run the score up and kept Colonia beat me West Point closer than what they needed to be. And you have to have a clean game as well. Yes, because we are talking playoffs here. And it's one and done. You should really have a clean game because if you get one penalty, that might hurt you throughout the rest of the game. Man, it's, it's one and done right now. It's, it's one and done, or you win and you keep going. And I mean, if if you lose, then you're just gonna get you know prepared mm -hmm. for basketball season or wrestling or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But you know, I'm not. These boys are not ready to be finished with football. There's a whole lot more football to be left to be played. And every week, every team just has to come out and play the best game that they can play and, and make the less, less, less mistakes that they can make, you know. Right. And coaches got to come with the best game plans. All right, let's get to the final in the Class 2 Region A's. King William over Bruton, 49-7. King William comes back and wins their playoff game and moves on. King William was on fire this week. I mean, and... You know, 49 to 7 to Bruton, and they move on next week. They play Greensville next week, mm -hmm. you know. But as far as this week, they, they set their mark this week, I believe, to let the put the two-way on notice. You know, Caleb Shelton, the senior Caleb Shelton, he had a, a monster game this week. He had 11 rushes for 289 yards with four touchdowns. One player, 11, 11 rushes for 289 yards for four touchdowns. Wow. That man That's had that wild. man balled this week. And I mean, and he... And, he motivated the rest of his team because total, the Cavaliers offense had a total of 471 yards on 30 carries. That's a total team effort, you know, and if they keep on putting together a team effort like that, it's, it's no doubt that they'll, they'll get back to the promise game that they won. You know, not just Caleb Sheldon, but Trey Robinson had added on another 107 yards on eight carries. Mm. Um, Defensive-wise, Wiley Johnson was the leader with that with seven tackles and Karan Washington picked up two interceptions on the defensive side. So they was really locked in on the offensive side and the defensive side, you know, with with, with Caleb Shelton just leading the way and being the, the leader that he is, you know. The sink, they got a real good group up there, and I mean, they I, I expect them to go further down the road. All right, let's get into uh, class one, region C quarterfinal scores that we're interested in because this could take effect later on down the road in the playoffs. Yes, sir. Galax over Bath County, 49-0. George Wythe over Perry McClure, 41-22. Narrows over Covington, 34-18. Grayson over Giles, 35-7, which some expected to be a clo closer game than that. Yeah, yes. But Grayson went ahead and just dominated that game a little bit after the first quarter. Yes, sir. Uh, class 1, Region B, Buffalo Gap, William Campbell. Buffalo Gap wins that one, 56-36. And Sussex Central, Sussex, 20-2 over Franklin. Um, region B, is gonna, to me, is going to come down to Lunenburg and Riverheads. Mm -hmm. Point blank. It's simple. It's gonna. I know it's gonna come down to those two teams. Now, Lunenburg is ten and zero, but Riverheads is Riverheads, you know. And I'm, 
that's going to be a good game. You know, will Lunenburg take Riverheads out and send them home? We'll never know until that time gets it. But, you know, that's going to be a, a, a hard division, you know, 1A division, beating division to come out of. As far as the other divisions, you know, it's a lot of good teams on that. On that yes, other, it is. On the mother brackets, man, from the C to D. There's some tough teams coming out those, and I mean, further we get down the road is everybody's gonna have to come with their A game. Mm-hmm. And one other final score from last week: Class Four Region B, King George continues to roll up up in the Battlefield District where they're from. King George forty-one, Patrick Henry five. Hey man, you know we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna rock with them too because that's home. <laughs> yes, you know, it anything is. Anything in this area that's close, you know. Going up 17, 301 in this area, we're rocking with them. (laughs) When we come back, we'll talk about the team that's already in a state championship. You're locked into Northern X Sports Talk Live here on Hot Mix VA. May grace and peace be in your abundance. 31 years of childhood cancer survivorship i tell that story each and every sunday on a survivor's faith live a pregame before your sunday sermon get you motivated before your sunday sermon join us live on station head each and every sunday at 7 a.m for a survivor's faith live hot new network and all new opportunity advertise your business with the northern exports network get your name out anywhere the podcast is available text 804-761-7947 are you ready for the next step in your advertisement northern exports talk live baby hot mix via you Get your popcorn ready. You're listening to Northern Neck Sports Talk Live with Will Lewis and Coach Thomas Roan on Hot Mix VA. We welcome you back into Northern Neck Sports Talk Live here on Hot Mix VA. Myself, Will Lewis, along with Coach Thomas Roan. Episode 8, I cannot believe it. Episode 8 already. And let's talk about the Northern Neck District team that's already in a state championship come this Saturday. And that's none other than the Rappahannock Raiders Lady Volleyball Team. Congratulations to them for making it to the state championship this Saturday. And what happened last night was a stellar performance. And that volleyball game against Rappahannock County, Rappahannock wins it over Rappahannock County 3-1 in a very close, tight-knit volleyball match. Candace Law had a dominating performance in the Virginia High School League Class 1 State Championship Volleyball this Saturday. Rappahannock Raiders against the Auburn Eagles. So once again, Rappahannock Raiders volleyball team, congratulations to each and every one of you. Congratulations, ladies. Go up there, do your job. Bring it back to the Northern Neck. Now, congrats to also Northumberland grad Zach Kent. We just found out today that he is getting called back up to Major League Baseball to the Texas Rangers. Yes, sir. Um, We've seen that Zach used to play with Northumberland, right? He yes, he did. He went off to college and played for VMI for four years. Then he was at Texas Rangers, Texas Rangers picked him up. He played on their um, Round Rock Express AAA team. Mm-hmm. So it's good to see a you know a local resident get picked up to the majors. And I mean, we have a, a, a good stable of baseball players that's at the college level right now also. And um, you have... Uh, Avante Banks from mm-hmm. Overhead Essex. You got Teron Hammond from Overhead Essex. Both of them play at DSU. And um, it's a couple players over there in Rappahannock, Richmond County area, that's also at the college level right now. I can't think of their names right right off the top of my head right now, but I will have those names for you here soon, later on in the future. And we can't uh, forget about years ago when 
Essex Baseball won that state uh, state championship. Yes. Harold Lazingo yeah. goes to the Kansas City Royals that year, and that's when it all started when scouts began to come down to the Northern Neck for baseball to see the talent. Um, it's a lot of talent in this area with baseball. Yes, it is. I mean, a lot of these players in the area, for real, for real you, you look at them, they are multi-sport players. You know, a lot of them play football, a lot of them play basketball, baseball, run track, and everything. So, I mean, it's it's a lot of talent in the mm-hmm. area, man. And, I mean, with the kids playing all those sports like that, it makes them well-rounded. More, more in my opinion, more better of an athlete, too, because all of those sports correlate with each other mm-hmm. in some kind of way. You know what I mean? To be able to jump from football, jump to basketball, jump to baseball, track, it's a good thing. Plus, it, it keeps you healthy. It keeps you, right. yeah. you know, keeps you moving instead of just being stagnant, sitting on the couch, twiddling your fingers, <laughs> waiting until your desired sport comes in. So I mean, you know, and when you speak about Harold Zingo, I think Harold has a a training facility. right Yes, he does, him. and and that's going very well for him. Yeah, we would love to see him in here sometime or another during the baseball we, we, we season. We can definitely try to set that up, you know, because I mean, we we definitely want to try to get the local people from the area that went off to college and done what they done what they had to do and go on in life and being successful mm-hmm. and everything like that. So again, Zach Kent from Northside, man, we wanna congratulate you. You know, keep doing your thing and shining a light on this area, you know, and congratulations. All right, let's get to a segment that we started a couple weeks ago, coaching tips. So this week, let's talk scholarships and how you can get a nice sound scholarship from playing sports, not only high school, but possibly at any other level with high school, along with the travel teams as well. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a whole lot of ways to actually get a scholarship now, not just by putting in work on the football field, but you know, you can go to camps, you know. Mm-hmm. After the football season is done, you can look on Twitter or Facebook, anywhere, go to the college's web pages and just browse their web page and you can see when they start putting up camp information. A, a child doesn't just want to go to any camp, you know, because I'm, I'm just gonna keep it honest, you know, because I've learned over the years with my two younger sons, some of these camps out here are basically money grabs, you know. Mm-hmm. If a camp costs 200 and something dollars and it's just some regular folks putting on the camp, that's a money grab. You know, that man is gonna most likely pocket most of that, you know, but right. most of the camps that you wanna try to get involved with is the college camps the college camps itself, because you know that the coaches are going to be there. You know, you know that the people that is going to be putting the college camp on is actually people that knows what they're doing. They might have some of the players that they coach now. You know, doing the drills with you or you know, showing you how to do the drills. So, you know, the best thing to do once your season is over is, is to you know train, get into the college camps, and and do and. Put your cell phone, basically. If you're going to uh-huh. go to a camp, make sure you reach out to that college's coaches and let, and let them know, hey, my, my name is such and such. I'm going to be attending your camp on this and such and such date. Now, here's my huddle you know, account for my film, but I just want to put you on notice that I'm going to be there and I'm going to wreck shop. You know? let, let, be vocal about you because the only person that's going to sell you is you. you right. Know, you can't depend on other people to do things for you. That's what I try to tell people all the time. You can't depend on no one to do nothing if you're not going to do it for yourself. You know, that's and that's in regular life in general. You know, um, Twitter, as we always talk about before, can be a good thing or a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Make sure you use it as a good thing. Nothing negative that you don't want your parents to see. You know, get on Twitter, share your film, you know, reach out to college coaches. Um, and just be vocal about yourself because, I mean, you can, you got to be the main one to put yourself out there. Grades, as always, is the main, main thing. So as long as your grades are good, you're putting your film out there, promoting yourself, you know, nine times out of ten, you will get something. Right. It might not be what you want because everybody has this big dream of Division One football. It's good to play Division One football. We would want everybody... If they can to play.
play Division One football, but it doesn't always go like that. You know, no. that's that's why they have Division Twos, Division Threes, and so forth and so forth. So everybody can get in where they fit in and um, do what they have to do to do what they have to do in their life. You know. And also speaking of grades, what do you think is a grade point average? The the best grade point average to get a scholarship from sports and into the college that they want. Well, I mean, if you look at some some whips, whips and everything, um, they say a two point three, yeah, as mm-hmm. low as a two point three or something like that, as low as a two point zero. But you know, do you really want to go to a Division one school and tell that coach you got a two point zero or two point three? GPA, he gonna look at you and laugh at you. Right. You know. Now, is is certain stipulations or rules to everything? <laughs> because I mean, just 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 be honest. If you talented like that, then I'm pretty sure some papers or whatever can be moved to get you on a program. But it doesn't always work like that for everybody, you know. So as a ninth grade, I tell anybody that I know that if I talk to them, I know them. Especially some of the young kids now that's about to go into the ninth grade or leaving the youth level and I talk to them, I'll be like, look, once you hit ninth grade, try your best to start off with a 3.0. It makes it easier as you get older to make it rise up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But if you starting off at a 2.0, low 2, something like that, and as you get into 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th grade, you have to make that rise up so it's going to be harder for it to rise up. Now, if you start off with a 3.0, it can be, even if you slip a little bit, you'll still be at that 3.0 or, or better, you know. Once you get into 12th grade, you will want to have at least a high 3, 3 point something GPA. You know, my youngest son, senior year, he ended off with a 3.31 GPA and he went to CNU. CNU was a, they're, they're Division three, but they're real strict with their academics. They don't play with that. They want their players to be smart. So, you know, you you would want your coach to think you're a smart person. You know, mm-hmm. not no dummy. You know, like I said, everybody want to go D1, but you got to look at it. There are around 1.1 million football players that compete in high schools. Only 6.5 right. of that get a chance to play Division One, Division Two, and Division Three. You know, so I mean, it isn't. You know, it isn't mandatory that you're going to go to the NFL. It isn't mandatory that you're going to play at a Division One. Get in where you fit in. Whoever takes interest in you, show the interest back in them. Because, I mean, even if you get a coach that you know you're not going to might not go to that school, you never know where that coach that's recruiting you might end up at. That coach that's recruiting you, that's coaching at a Division three, you never know. Two, three years from now, he might be a head coach at a Division one, But uh-huh. you blew him over. And he'll remember uh-huh. that. You know, so that's just the coaching tips for this week. All right. Thanks, Coach. When we come back... What significance does the Washington Commanders win plays on this week's semifinals regional play? We'll talk about that coming up next on Hot Mix VA, your next Sports Talk Live. When you think about health and weight and just feeling better, it can make your head spin with all the options and thousands of books and thousands of companies. For many years, I've had one product that have stood out, the Herbalife products from Herbalife Nutrition. And as a 31-year childhood cancer survivor, I have to look for what will be the best to keep up with my health, to keep to keep me healthy, to just to feel good. And that's all I'm looking for is just to feel better. Don't ever focus on the weight. The weight will come off. It's all about starting to feel better. So if you want to check them out and check all these different kinds of flavors that they've got out, my favorite's cookies and cream, by the way, but call up your local Herbalife Independent Distributors, 804-761-7947, and just text, hey, I want to feel better. your popcorn ready you're listening to northern neck sports talk live with will lewis and coach thomas road on hot mix va
We welcome you back into Nuldneck Sports Talk Live here on Hot Mix V8, episode 8 of Nuldneck Sports Talk Live, already in episode 8. So that is great news for us. So thank you so much for watching, wherever you may be, from the Northern Neck to across the country and around the world. When the Washington Commanders, quote-unquote former name Redskins, beat an unbeaten team around the t- this time this year, the following Friday there were upsets and oddly played games that happened inside the Virginia High School League football playoffs, specifically in Region A. So will history repeat itself? Let's take a look at the playoffs and regional semifinals for this weekend. And you don't want to miss these because here we go, Coach. And we're going to start out with Westmoreland at Essex. Big game. Big game. Rematch from early in the season. You know, a lot of a lot of confusion went on in that first game. You know, Essex won that first game 47-8 with a minute and some seconds left in the second quarter and the game was actually canceled because of altercations on the field between you know players from both teams um players got you know seven players from westmoreland got suspended on that game one player from essex got suspended you know and since then you know essex hasn't skipped a beat you know, in Westmoreland, they they have won, got into the playoffs and everything, so they're here, which means they're they're a team to not take for lightly, lightly. But I mean, again, it's going to be a tough uphill battle for them. They're still missing their star player, while Essex is at full capacity. You know, they they're missing one of their starters in number fifty three for Essex, but Essex has so many players and other other players that the players can just can be plugged in. And it's like they never missed a beat. You know, 53 was out, but Xavion, um, let me see, Xavion Bundy was put in. And it's like he never, Zay Bundy, Zay Bundy, that's his name, Long mm-hmm. Zay Bundy. And he was put in, he's a, I think he's a freshman, might be a sophomore, but he was plugged in, and it's like they never missed a beat. Zay also mm-hmm. plays, Zay is also the starting center for the offense, so he's our center on offense. Started center on offense. He was plugged in as the defensive tackle on defense because our, his brother 53 was out, and the defensive line kept on rolling. So again, you know, you can't, you can't take nobody lightly. But right, Westmoreland got to come this week with no penalties. Everybody got to be on. Everybody got to play as one in order for them to even get a score. Because mm-hmm. I mean, to get a win is kind of hard for me to say that. You know, because the way that First game when again the first game went four to seven to eight and shooting the first quarter. I don't know how many scores was racked up and they was at full capacity. Mm-hmm. One wasn't nobody suspended, you know. So again, it, you know we'll never know because you know until sadly the game was this Friday, but it was postponed to Saturday. I'm pretty sure a lot of the games now with them in the future are most likely gonna end up going back to Saturdays mm-hmm. like how they was back in the day. Now, we know Essex will put up a lot of points real quick. Westmoreland has had a history of doing that in the playoffs for a couple of years. Can this be a closer game than people thought it would be? I mean, it can. It's it's all on them, though. Anything can happen. Just because Essex is 11-0, anything can happen any given Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or whatever, you know. However many players they got, they put their pads on just like Essex players put their pads on. So it's going to come down to who wants that game the most. You know, are you going to stand up to the onslaught of points that Essex can put up? Because they can put up points real quick, just like that. You figure last week when they played Colonial Beach, Colonial Beach had the ball for 30 some minutes compared to Essex offense only having the ball for 10 minutes. So that means... Their offense had the ball for 10 minutes, but their defense was putting up points on the defensive side of the ball. So even if their offense is running slow, your offense has to be running good to be able to contain their defense because their defense is ball hogs from the safeties. Mm -hmm. You figure from the safety, Dorian Harris and Makai Allen that was in the back last week at safeties, you know, you got three fast linebackers and Javion Rich, Brian Rohn, and Cameron Mm -hmm. Robson. In the defensive line, where they they speak for themselves, they they the tone setters. 
So if you can keep that defensive line at bay from your quarterback and pick up Cameron Robinson when he blitzed because it seems like everybody is scared of him. You know what I mean? Cameron Robinson is a... And is he'll a, go through that line he, quickly. He will go through that line quickly. Cam Robinson is a man playing against a bunch of boys. And if you don't have a boy on that other on, on that other side that's going to step up to him, it's going to be a long night. You know, mm-hmm. and, I mean, all of them feed off of each other. So, I mean, if, if they see Cam get a good play, then I'm guaranteeing you that Brian Rohn, the other linebacker, and 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 and, 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 and Xavier, Xavier Rich is going to want to sack too, and all of them mm-hmm. are going to feed off of each other. When one player makes a good play, you will see all of them going to that player, tapping them on the head, telling them good job and everything. And I, I've yet to hear, hear the defense fuss with each other. Right. Normally, you know, we would have some some commotion with the team, but the team is really locked in. So, mm-hmm. Westmoreland, they have, to, they have to come with their A game this week. So, your prediction for Essex and Westmoreland, I'll give you mine. Uh, you already know that. <laughs> that ain't, that ain't even, even need to be discussed. The same prediction I've had for the... The last 11 games is going to be the same prediction. You're 11 and 0, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so the same prediction I'm going to have every week when it comes out of them. Essex, you know. All right. This was tough. Essex, obviously, uh, offensive powerhouse, 11 and 0, uh, still undefeated at this point in time. Yes, sir. However, I'm going to make this bold prediction Westmoreland over Essex by three. Well, you know, I see your tie that you got on. I see, I see what you put on sure Facebook. Man. Yeah, I see what you put on Facebook, man. Well, which it's more than blue and gold this well week. It's going to give your prediction. Well, you know, we, we're going to see. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Northumberland at King and Queen. Northumberland rolling, King and Queen rolling. This could be the game of the week. Man, this is going to be a big game in my opinion. I mean, this is another rematch. You know, the mm-hmm. first game they played, King Queen manhandled them, North Northumberland. King Queen manhandled Northumberland. Um, but from co- talking to the coaches and talking about that first game, they was missing a lot of key players on that first game. You know, mm-hmm. from what from what was told to me, they was missing three starting linemen mm-hmm. that plays on the offensive line and the defensive line. You know, when you miss an experience like that, that can really hurt you. They was missing, um, they was missing a safety and a linebacker that plays both sides of the ball. You know, on offense and the defense, defense side. So that's five players. You know, five starters, five. You know, five important pieces to a game. You know, so it was a it was a hard battle for them on that first game. The first game they played King and Queen, Malik Holmes went six for ten. With 69 yards, one touchdown. He also rushed the ball 12 times for 44 yards and a touchdown. Um, Cam Burry, he had 11 carries with 55 yards on the first time mm-hmm. they played them with a touchdown. Jermaine Nelson had seven carries with 72 yards. So they put up a lot of yards on the ground that first right. game. Also, you know, receiving-wise, Jermaine Stanley had two catches for 23 yards. Not really big yards receiving. But I mean, it was a total team effort, you know, to keep Northside's speed contained. Mm-hmm. So the defense was everywhere. You know, the defense on that first game, Malik Holmes again on the defense. Once again. Side. You know, Malik Holmes is a dog on the on the offensive side and the defensive side. So whatever school gets him once this season, they, they're gonna get a special player when it comes down to Malik Holmes. On the defensive side that first game, he had five solo tackles mm-hmm. with two assisted tackles. And he also picked up three interceptions on that first game. You know, the Tyquan Space, he had five solo tackles with two assisted tackles. And Jay Paulette, which is who plays on the defensive line, if you got that one defensive lineman that can really put pressure on a quarterback, you're gonna have you're gonna have a long day. He picked up seven solo tackles that first game with one assist, and he also picked up a sack that big game. Cam Bird. He also had a big game with an 81-yard kick return for a touchdown. So they was popping on different, all different levels on that mm-hmm. first game. You know, this time, Northside is a, is a scary team, man. That, that they are. Just, just because you won the first game doesn't automatically mean that you're going to win the second game. Because 
Death. King Queen is 9-2. Northside is 8-2. The only the, they got one opponent in common, and that's Essex. Mm-hmm. And Essex beat both of them. Mm-hmm. But it's gonna be a dog fight. You know, King and Queen put up 433 points this year. Northside put up 289. Northside allowed 206 points to be scored on this them this year, but King and Queen only allowed 101 points scored. So again, you know, it's gonna be a good game. I, I it might just be a flip from the first game, you know, so both teams gotta come prepared. Yeah, it's gonna it's probably gonna be a different game yeah. this time around versus the first game because from what we understood, like you said, that there were a lot of Northumberland players that were missing in that game on game one. This is round two, and Northumberland has everyone back. What a bigger stage. Bigger stage. Right. You go home, you know, big players got to make big plays, and and I'm betting Northumberland's big-time players on that side is really going to step up this week. You know, I, I can't. And for real, this is this week is gonna be my pick on week. Basically, I'm not even gonna pick this game because I really don't. I really don't know who's gonna win. You know, it it could go either way for real, for real to me. I'm gonna figure out Northumberland by two over King and Queen. The other two games that we are interested in is Sussex Central at Riverheads mm-hmm. and Buffalo Gap at Lunenburg. That for that. That's going to come down to who's going to be playing in the regional championship, basically. That that that, mm-hmm. that that 1B division is the division everybody has their eyes on because of Riverheads. That's even coming down to the, the 1C and 1D. And 1C, you got Galax at 7-3. They're going against Grayson County, who is at 9-2. You got George Riff at 7-3. They're going against Narrows, the number three spot at 10-1. 1D... You got the eight and three Patrick Henry versus a uh, eight and three Holston, and you got seven and four Le- Lebanon versus six and four mm-hmm. Grundy. So I mean, when you look at those other divisions, all of them got to fight through theirs. You know, yes they do. They they, they really have to fight through it. You know, and we, it's going to be a lot of good football play this week. Yes, indeed. And before we go, our thoughts and prayers goes out to the UVA community the UVA sports world from all of us here at Northern X Sports Talk Live and Hot Mix VA. Our thoughts and prayers go out to each and every one of those that were affected, especially the families of those three football players. It's semifinals in the region this weekend. Who will win it? Who will move on to the championship? We will have all those results next week. And live in studio with us next week is Lynn Gardner. Former Essex quarterback, 2009 state champion, former CNU quarterback. That's all next week here on Northern Next Sports Talk Live. From Tappahannock, Virginia, myself, Will Lewis, Coach Thomas Roan, we bid you good night. The studios of Northern Next Sports Talk Live right here in Hot Mix VA. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. 